the art of insight meditation. It's essentially the art of being awake, exploring what it means for ourselves to become more fully conscious, more fully aware, more fully sensitive and intimate with our immediate experience. And although there are many different approaches and many different tools and techniques we can employ, I think it's really helpful to just recognize and to understand as a, as a basis for the various practices and forms that we may use or that you may have encountered in other circumstances, teachings or retreats, that the process of be, becoming more conscious of cultivating and establishing ourselves more deeply and more fully in this rather simple and yet remarkable capacity we have for knowing where we are, what's taking place, for being in touch with the immediacy of our present moment experience without solidifying it or making it into something particular and yet at the same time being quite specific in the noticing of what's happening right now. And for most of us it's really helpful to, at least initially and perhaps ongoingly, simplify the field of experience to which we are giving attention. So there's a range of different things taking place at any given moment, feelings, thoughts, sounds, sensations in our bodies. And we can choose consciously to direct our attention in a particular way to support a gathering, a settling and a stabilizing of that attentive capacity. And in doing so, it's not to suggest that we are making one thing special or that we're looking for a particular experience or that one expression of our life is actually somehow more important or more spiritual than another. But understanding that for most of us at least when our mind is subject to multiple possibilities it easily becomes fragmented and it easily becomes entangled in patterns of disconnection or reactivity in relationship to the experiences that are arising. And so we make a conscious choice to gather, to collect the attention, to direct our attention to something within the immediacy of experience. And in the context of this retreat and certainly in the way that I find it very helpful and useful to practice, the suggestion and invitation is to gather the attention in the body. And within the body, giving particular attention to the felt sense of the posture, in this case sitting. And within the posture, giving particular attention to the felt experience of the breathing that takes place within your body as it sits. And in that way, giving ourselves a, a framework of reference and a basis for an intentionality in the way we pay attention, 
without such an intention, we tend to find that our attention is captured by whatever is most compelling to us, whatever is loudest or strongest, whatever seems to offer us the most hope of pleasure or entertainment, or offer us the greatest threat of discomfort, distress, or something unwished for or painful. And so we find ourselves caught and, in a way, often overwhelmed by the reactive patterns of our mind in relationship to experiences around us and within us that we're not able to control. We certainly can't control the experiences that are happening. We can't control the weather and we can't control so much of what occurs. But we do have the opportunity to develop and cultivate our capacity to make choices about to what and in what way we attend to experience. And this is really the foundation of, it, of the meditative practice, understanding that what we attend to and the way we attend to it profoundly shapes, and we could even say determines, the nature of our experience, of what it is to be alive, of what it is to be, who and what we are in this world as it arises for us. And so with that we can notice in being invited and encouraged to give attention to our immediate experience that nonetheless our enthusiasm, one might say, for the world of past and future is probably going to remain uh, somewhat undiminished. It might not be our intention, but the mind nonetheless tends to be called or have the very strong tendency to want to move into what was and what might but has not yet come to be. And as a as a baseline for for the practice, for the intention, the intention here is to keep coming back into contact with what's actually happening right now. To notice where I am, to notice what's arising, to notice just what is emerging right here. To not have some idea of what that should look like, how that should feel, to not evaluate it on the basis of whether we enjoy it or it looks good or it fits in with our ideas of what should be happening or what we've been told could be happening. But to see, can I open to, can I acknowledge the actual experience? And together with that, establish and sustain an intention to keep reconnecting with a sense of immediacy in my experience, in the body, in the breathing, in the posture. And being aware of the tendency to want to measure, to quantify, or to evaluate our experience. Seeing if we can put that down. Not looking for what's better or worse, what's good or bad, for what is an improvement or a regression in our experience. Not using any of that evaluation to in any way assess ourselves. So easily we evaluate our experience and then we end up evaluating ourselves. I'm doing good, I am good. My meditation is successful, I'm successful. It goes together very quickly. Or, my meditation is a failure, 
I'm a failure. See if we can just notice what happens. There is no success or failure here if we're willing to watch, if we're open to learning from this process, however it unfolds for us. And so finding a balance between an intentionality to to be present, to bring our attention to the experience that's unfolding, to turn towards again and again what's happening right here and right now, to open to that, to allow that to be, even where it might feel unwished for, unwelcome or difficult. But equally not taking hold of any experience that might feel desirable, pleasurable, wished for, and imagining that somehow this is what should be happening. If it is happening, see if we can meet it. And initially, the real value in in just tuning into our body is that it allows the mind to begin to slow down. It allows the fragmented tendency of our attention to be drawn in so many directions, often in conflicting and often in distressing patterns of reactivity, to just begin to settle, to give our experience permission to be as it is, is also to give ourselves permission to be where we are and as we are. And it's from this place that we can become or begin to become more deeply in contact with, more deeply intimate with our experience. And so much that is of value, so much that is beneficial and transformative flows from that simple immediacy and intimacy of contact with where we are right now. And so taking a moment just to feel into your body, noticing how your body is right now without some idea of how it should be, but just how it feels. Initially, in just a general sense of maybe noticing it feels bright and energised or heavy and dull. If you feel a sense of warmth or coolness, ease or unease in your body, just noticing that and seeing if you can notice it without ascribing a value to it, saying that's good or bad. right or wrong, just, oh, this is how it is for me right now. Bringing your attention down to where your body rests upon the earth, feeling, sensing what that's like, this human body, this living system resting upon the living earth, supported by the firmness and solidity beneath us, upon which our bottom, our knees, our feet, rest, and sensing what that is, not as a concept or an idea, but by feeling the solidity, the firmness, the hardness, the substantiality, or whatever it is that you feel in that location. And then drawing your attention up through your body, feeling the uprightness of your posture. 
and actually sensing what it's like in the, in the pelvis and the lower back. It's the gentle curve in the small of the back that allows the posture to be supported and strong. Not collapsing the spine, but nor overextending that, that curvature. So the torso can rise up into the space around you, neck and head rising up into the space, into the sky. And just noticing what that's like to sense or perhaps invite or you could say imagine if the head was a little light, as if the head would perhaps begin to lift off the shoulders if it wasn't attached by the neck. And just seeing what that might feel like as a postural intention. Feeling the invitation of the sky above that calls us into our uprightness, into our sense of what is possible for us. And relaxing, softening, allowing the body to drop, release and be at ease in all those places and ways in which it's not required to be engaged to sit upright. The core of the body holds us in the posture, but so much around the periphery can be invited to release and soften. If you find yourself particularly drowsy, nodding, opening your eyes, allowing a little light in, giving a little more attention to the upright quality, feeling what it's like to be intentional in your body, without forcing or in any way putting pressure upon yourself. Noticing the space between the pelvis and the breastbone. And if that starts to collapse, if we start to lean forward and down, so the ribs come down towards the down towards the hips, it tends to be the beginning of the posture collapsing. The breath being compressed and easily contributes to a, a loss of brightness in the mind. So upright and yet relaxed, allowing the breathing to flow naturally and easefully in your body. And with uh, attending to the breathing, noticing what you notice as your body breathes in, as your body breathes out. What is it that lets you know this is taking place right now? And not by thinking about it, not some image or idea, but the felt experience, the ripple and flow of sensation that takes place as the air is drawn in through your nostrils, as it moves down your throat into your chest, as the chest expands and the belly rises, the body, the whole body responds, brightening, expanding rising, energizing. All this takes place as we breathe in. And it's not unique to notice all of that, but notice what you notice. And as we breathe out, the, the belly falls and the chest softens and drops. And the air moves up through the throat and out the nostrils. 
emerging a little warmer than when it was drawn in. Just seeing what you notice of that whole experience. Not trying to fix your attention on a point in the process and hold it there willfully. If one aspect of the breath seems naturally accessible to you, or you've worked with one aspect of your body's experience of breathing, so that it's somewhat developed for you as a, as a point of reference, then it's fine to tune into this. But notice for the tendency to tighten around and try and hold on to that reference or that point of contact. And allow the attention to be more fluid, to be more open, so that it includes the range of experience that surrounds whatever that location or point that's more accessible for you is. So the attention retains a fluidity and a softness. Not doing this as somehow an exercise in forcing the mind to stay in one place. This is not usually helpful. More understanding it as a as a process of returning and reconnecting again and again, understanding that the mind, unless particularly well trained and developed in this area, the mind will tend to move, will tend to be drawn, will tend to respond and react to experiences. And so when sounds arise or thoughts come into the mind, images or feelings, emotional tones, or whatever we might encounter. We can just acknowledge them as experiences and without pushing them away or judging ourselves for their arising, returning the attention to the sense of your body sitting and breathing, consciously attentive to this experience of breathing in and breathing out while sitting just here. And the breath may be experienced as long or short, rough or smooth, deep or shallow, and however you experience it, that's really fine and okay. Just knowing how it is, moment by moment. And likewise your body may feel strong and bright and clear, and at times it may feel fuzzy or dull or heavy. And however you notice your body, allow that too to be so. So we're not trying to produce a particular experience, but notice just what experience might be here. And open to this experience, however it shows itself. And so far as it may be that you find your mind is busy and active, and this would not be unusual. Stories, images, memories, thoughts of past and future, of things to be done, or that have been done, or that haven't been done, or haven't been done quite the way we might have wished them to have been done. All of that activity, to just notice it as the mind doing what the mind does. Not hard on yourself or judging the emergence of such activity at all. But when you notice it, just to honour the noticing itself, 
seeing this is the place from which we re-establish ourselves, consciously and gently returning the attention into the body, into the breathing. This breathing body is always right here and right now. The mind, it seems, can go anywhere and sometimes with alarming or embarrassing enthusiasm will head off in all directions. And our simple practice is to notice, to gather it and bring our attention back into the body. And in the immediacy of this body breathing, we are in contact with the immediacy of our life. And we give our life the opportunity to offer to us its wisdom and its support when we are more and more fully in contact with it in this way. So not making obstacles of any experience that might arise, nor imagining any particular experiences that the one that should be happening. Just being open to what is happening. And again and again returning your attention to your body and to the movement of the breathing that flows within your body as you sit here on the earth and beneath the sky, upright, alert, and yet at ease and relaxed so far as you're able to be. Just one breath at a time, just one moment at a time. Right now and right here, attending to this breathing body, just as it is. Being mindful, conscious and awake of this experience unfolding, just as you are.
simply reconnecting and beginning again right where you are in any moment you notice you've become lost or distracted or somehow disconnected just turning again towards the simple experience of your body sitting right here breathing in breathing out gathering your attention in the simple experience of this body breathing just as it is just as you are
in the last minute or so of the sitting. Just settling again with your experience, with this body breathing, just however it is, just however you are, right now. Please feel free to take a moment to adjust your body if you need to bring some ease or release some pressure or tension. For most of us it takes a little while for our bodies to adjust and of course equally our minds, but to adjust to the practice of sitting relatively in one place for a period of time, even if we've done it plenty before. Somehow there's a journey for us and uh, it's kind of important to be respectful <coughs> and courageous but also kindly in how we hold and handle the experience of our body. The, the meditation, as I said, is essentially about noticing what's happening and where we are. And sometimes we may need to make an adjustment to the posture and if we do so, to do so mindfully and consciously, including that in the meditation, not seeing it as somehow a, a departure from that. And we, we can bring this attitude, this meditative orientation to the, to the fullness of the day in the different forms. So in the sitting meditation we're practicing in a particular shape, we could say. And at this time, in a few minutes, we'll have some time for walking meditation and the practice is essentially the same although the shape of our body and the apparent activity may look quite different. In walking meditation we find a place we can walk back and forth, maybe between 5 and 15 yards, 5 and 15 metres, where we essentially walk back and forth paying attention to the experience of walking, paying attention to what it's like to place our feet upon the earth, to take a step for the movement of the legs and the movement of the body to be experienced. And we use that sense again of the body, feet on the ground, taking a step, body moving. We use that as the reference point, as the primary orientation for our attention, as a way of grounding ourselves where we are, as a way of bringing ourselves into contact with the immediacy of our experience. And, and within that, there will be, of course, many more experiences taking place, and it's a, a slightly more full palette, we could say, of experience when we're up with our eyes open, walking back and forth. 
than when we're sitting often generally with our eyes closed, not moving so much. And yet the same principle of the practice applies, that we're gathering our attention into taking one step at a time, understanding that we're not trying to get somewhere, we're not trying to produce an outcome. And often when we're walking, we're trying to get somewhere, we're trying to go somewhere, we're trying to get away from somewhere. And yet here the walking is simply to walk and to be conscious, to cultivate this capacity for wakefulness, for sensitivity, for presence and for intimacy with our immediate experience, and to see what that offers us. Not looking so much from the experience itself to do something for us, but seeing what the relationship we form with the experience may offer to it. Because we do not control our experience, but we have a profound ability to influence, if not always determine, how we relate to and with the experience. And this has implications for the qualitative experience of our lives, profound implications. So in the walking meditation, I will invite you when, we've, um, when we begin to find a place. And I generally like to encourage people to do the walking meditation outside because we spend, I think, so much and perhaps too much of our lives <coughs> indoors. Now, of course, that's for you to decide, uh, I hope and imagine you might uh, have brought some rain gear because it's definitely wet out there. And occasionally it's been a little wild, which I actually find rather lovely, but it's not everyone's uh, cup of tea. And yet the point isn't whether it's one's cup of tea, actually, interestingly. Um, it's about what's useful. And uh, so there are spare wellies and coats at the, uh, in the corridor, at the, end, at the end of the corridor past the reception um, area. And so you can borrow things if you need, and you're very welcome to. Um, but you can also do walking meditation indoors if you wish. There's the walking meditation room, especially for that, just to the left of the, uh, the corridor at the end of the ramp and uh, equally accessible from the door at the bottom of the main stairs near the, uh, the lounge area. And you can also do walking in the hallways, in your room, in other spaces there are. Please don't do walking meditation in the corridor between the dining room and reception because it's kind of a main thoroughfare and having lots of people walking slowly back and forth makes it hard for other people who may actually need to get somewhere to be able to do so. So just a couple of other practical things to mention um, but then I'd like to give an experiential instruction for the walking practice. Later today we'll um, post some lists of groups in which we'll be meeting with you and you'll all have the opportunity for a couple of group meetings and one will be with Helen and one with myself and so you'll have over the course of the retreat an opportunity for meeting with both of us. In those, uh, um, in those groups it's an opportunity to talk about what's going on in your practice, to ask questions, to explore and reflect together on the process of the retreat and the practices that we're engaging in. And so uh, it's something that we ask everyone to come along to, and uh, we'll say more about that. It'll, they'll begin this afternoon, and we'll post the information about that later. Also to let you know, if you do, and I think I said this last night, but if you do need to make contact with Helen or myself, you can leave us a note. If you do leave us a note, please put your name on it, because um, otherwise it's hard for us to respond to you. Uh, sometimes that's the case. And if you leave us a note, please check the notice board um, 
for a response because that's quite likely to be the way it will come. So with the walking meditation, just to give some experiential instruction, I'd like to invite you to stand up and um, find a place where you can stand on your or beside your, your blanket where you have just a little bit of space in front of you. You can turn to be sideways if you wish, if that looks like there's more space than the, the, the length or width-wise axis of the room just because of the way it's set up. But initially just to find a place where you can stand with the feet shoulder-width apart approximately, pointing relatively straight forward. But there's just a little room in front of you. You don't need a lot of room. Checking if you've got your eye on the same bit of room that somebody else has that you don't think you might, not that you're going to go far, but to start being aware of each other as we do this. Um, but initially just bringing your attention down into your feet, noticing what it's like to feel the way your feet are on the earth. Maybe even wiggle your toes or shimmy your, your heels a little bit, just so you feel your feet clearly and have a sense of what's down there. Um, sometimes it's a long journey from the way we tend to live our life often with our attention a lot in our head to come right down to the ground. And just letting the weight settle on both feet together initially. Just softening your knees so the weight comes down. And then just invite you to move your weight into your right foot. Notice what that feels like. And I'll mirror that so I go the same way. Thanks for those who are facing forward. Just notice how the experience changes in your foot as the weight comes in, and in the other foot as the weight leaves it. Then move the weight into the, into the left. See how that feels. Notice what happens as the leg muscles take the, take the strain in, in that leg. And as the weight's fully in there, just lifting up the right and taking a small step. Placing your foot on the ground, feeling what that's like to do so, to move the weight into it. And taking another small step to stand beside the right with the left. Just noticing what that's like. It's a very simple experience. And this is the, the foundation for the walking practice, is bringing your attention into this experience of taking just a single step, just one at a time, one after another. Walking for some short or a little longer length, stopping, turning around, walking back. Now, you don't need to take such a small or slow step as you just have. You can. For most of us, it's natural to begin to slow down, but you don't need to force it into some unnaturally slow or sort of forced slowness because you have an idea that that's what you're supposed to do. Just see, what's important is to see what allows you to connect more fully and more deeply with the experience of your body standing and then walking on the earth, just as we've been doing. And with that, if you, and will be not at all unusual, so probably quite likely at times, will feel you become a little lost in thinking or looking at what's around you or something starts happening for you, just pause. That's okay, that happens. But just pause when you notice that it's happening and take a moment to again feel your feet, come into your body. It might be you need to stand for a few moments till you feel like you've arrived. And when you've arrived, begin walking again. 
Some people find it useful to pause at the end of the length of each um, time you walk the, the path you've chosen. Just might be five, might be ten, might be fifteen minutes. Just stopping or turning around and then standing for a few moments if you find that useful. Just as we're standing right now. And with that, I generally encourage you to do the walking meditation with your eyes open. It's uh, useful for all kinds of reasons that are perhaps obvious. I once had a student walk very mindfully into a pond. And they were fortunately not harmed, but it was a little of a surprise and rather wet and cold. And uh, so uh, things sometimes change around us. And uh, with the walking meditation, some, most people find it useful with their eyes open to have them just kind of looking down at the path in front of you not looking around too much once you know that the path is clear and it's safe to be where you are. Um, and it, it might be over time we include more of the visual field, but initially just kind of, without again tightening or trying to prevent ourselves from noticing anything, it's not that we have to stop or block out the world, but just that sense of gathering again and again into the chosen field for attention, which is this sense of my body standing and then walking one step at a time on the earth and seeing what supports you in that. Sometimes it might be a little slower. Sometimes we might walk a little faster, more like natural pace. Or if it's cold and wet, we might walk briskly for a little while and then allow ourselves to slow down. And then we'll come back in about um, 23, 22 minutes. So just a short walking period at this time. And uh, there'll be another sitting meditation at 11 o'clock. Are there any questions with regard to the, the, the basic invitation? There may Does be... it matter where you put your hands? Sorry? Does it matter where you put your hands? Um, it isn't that you have to put them somewhere particular. I tend to allow to allow the hands just to be and to, to move naturally. Some people like to gather them at the front um, or the back. or like Putting them in the pockets, unless it's really cold and there's no other way to keep them warm, isn't so useful. But I think these things are more usefully explored to see what happens if, because it's not so much better or worse as, oh, it'll be different in this way. And that may or may not be useful. I think something about just letting the body move however it does when we walk. That, that's what I like to do. So you can try it. Thank you. Good. So time for some walking now. And I'd invite that when you leave, not to walk too slowly, so that we actually, those at this end of the room, get to leave before the end of the walking period. Um, but once you've found your place, you can walk as slowly, or as not slowly, as you find useful. Thank you. Thank you for listening. To learn how you can support the teachers and Dharma Seed, please visit dharmaseed.org slash donate.